Good morning. Please allow my words to speak for you. So I pause on this beautiful Sunday morning, this wonderful day that God has made. And I take a moment to bring myself into this present moment, this present place. I let go of anything that has come before. And I let go of anything that I know is coming after. I breathe in peace. I breathe out joy. I breathe in peace. I breathe out love. Standing here, I am so deeply grateful for the, the beauty of the morning, the beauty of the day. I am so deeply grateful for the beauty of each person who is in this room, each person who is attending in the Zoom room and each person who will see this film. I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul, knowing that as Diana talks to us today about having an open heart, I will receive exactly what it is that I need to continue the next steps in my journey. And I leave myself open knowing that God knows what that is. Deeply grateful for the ability to be here and knowing that it will be a smooth flow. I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda. Beautiful opening to help us ground ourselves in the infinite as we move into this gorgeous Sunday. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the spiritual director, pastor of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center, and I welcome you home, home to our community and home to your own mystic heart. I know that there's nothing that will be said that you don't already know. I'm just going to help remind you. So as we begin this morning, I'd like you to join me in an affirmation. Should be on the screen, but I'm going to go ahead anyway, maybe speak after me. I open my eyes to see the spiritual truth today. There we are. Now together, I open, I open my, my ears to, to hear the spiritual truth today. I open my heart to receive the spiritual truth today. So we join our voices as we are opening. 
I'm opening up in sweet surrender to the love light of the one. I am opening up in sweet surrender to the luminous love light of the one. I am in the room. So this morning we are contemplating what does it mean to live an open-hearted life, to live with an open heart. So beginning with three slow deep breaths, I invite us into the experience, the meditative flow of Tese, allowing the lungs and the chest to open as we inhale and releasing any tension you might be holding as you breathe out, allowing your heart to open up wide with every inhalation, and then letting go of anything that you might be holding as you exhale. Breathing in a sense of love, unconditional, ever-present love, and allowing it to fill you to overflowing. And then offering that love back into the space on the out-breath, allowing it to surround you and hold you and comfort you. basking in the feeling of God's loving presence as it moves in and out of your body, 
on the breath. Allowing everything to be exactly as it is right here and right now. And in the state of peaceful presence, we offer our unconditional love, allowing it to connect us with our global community, envisioning a web of consciousness that encompasses the earth, knowing that every being is a point of God's radiant light in that web, all connected, every creature, every plant, every rock, every grain of sand, every drop of water. The entire planet from the smallest to the largest, all shining with the light of spirit, all teeming with life and intelligence. And we acknowledge the light of creation and our web has taken on a radiant glow. And we allow that light to shine out into the heavens, to the clouds and the stars and the galaxies, encompassing all that is. We cannot help but feel and know our oneness with all of it. To give greater purpose to our time together, we share a heartfelt intention we acknowledge our responsibility to one another as human family and as caregivers of our beautiful planet. And we commit to living with an open heart. In setting this prayerful intention, we empower ourselves to see and to hear and to feel the spiritual truth that by offering unconditional love, we are expressing unconditional freedom. By offering our unconditional love, we are expressing unconditional freedom. In the book of John in the Christian scriptures, we read, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. We remember that we speak of spiritual love. We're speaking of God's self-givingness as all of its creation. And that as we are expressions of that divinity, we're also speaking of our own willingness to give of ourselves unselfishly and unconditionally. What does it mean to be a disciple? From the Latin, disciple means a learner, one who learns. And when I learn something, I have a change of mind. I have a change of heart. So to be a disciple, I have to have an open mind and an open heart. In its religious context, a disciple is one who looks to a higher truth for guidance. It requires a putting aside of all that I think I already know and opening myself to change 
to growth. So in the passage from John, Jesus is saying that as I let go of my smaller self, and I open my heart and mind to the presence of something greater within me, my unconditional love and compassion will shine. The God self within me won't be able to help it, but to show up. In his book, Finding God in the Body, Benjamin Riggs suggests that as long as we are chained to the false self, we sometimes call that the ego, we are a slave to its agenda. <laughs> we do not see our fellow man, but only how they affect us. We see them through the eyes of the false self, the knowledge of fear and expectation. The ability to love others as our higher self, capital S self, is born out of freedom from the false self. It grows out of the freedom of God to love our fellow man as they are. In other words, when I'm grounded in my divine self, I no longer live in fear of other people, how their words or actions might affect me. It's not that I don't notice, it's that I step away from the fear. I'm no longer concerned about whether my neighbors and I hold sim similar religious or political or social views. Doesn't matter in the least. I have no expectations of how other people should live or what they should believe. I accept them for who they are. I acknowledge the divinity that is inherent in every being. And while I may choose to not remain close to someone, I can do that without criticism or judgment. I accept, I allow, I appreciate. We are equal. We are one in God. So how do I know when I'm living with an open heart? One of the things I notice is that when I'm open hearted, I tend to be curious rather than critical. If my neighbor is flying a political flag that represents a view other than my own, 
Does my mind criticize and make wrong, get angry and irritated? Or does it wonder what might have led to such a worldview? What is it like to be him or her? What's the background? Does this neighbor like me seek love, peace, and prosperity for him or herself and family? Do they sometimes feel pain or fear or self-doubt? An open heart leads me to be curious rather than critical with myself as well. When I do or say something regrettable, maybe causing potential harm to another, I look within myself and I ask without criticism, what might have caused me to do that? What need is not being met? What am I feeling right now? With curiosity, I can listen to what my heart has to say. I listen for guidance and I do whatever my compassionate heart suggests in order to make amends. In her book, Living in Gratitude, Angela Sarian says, any closed heartedness in our nature shows us where we are still holding on to our resentments, grudges, or disappointments, and reveals to us where we have forgiveness work to do. Seems like that never ends, doesn't it? <laughs> when our hearts are closed, we can be punitive, withholding, blaming, and critical of ourselves and other people. I notice that when I'm open-hearted, I'm more compassionate, I'm more kind and generous. I'm present with whatever's before me. My thoughts and my actions are more mindful. My sense of adventure is high. I see wonder everywhere I look. I'm able to set aside all that I thought I knew in favor of opening to whatever is here to be discovered. Because one thing I know is that there's always something to be discovered. The world becomes a place to explore, to learn, to grow, and to enjoy. I 
answers, no, nobody would win. Cause I could close my eyes and pretend I don't see. I could close my mind and pretend that I'm free. But my soul knows the truth. Life means stepping back in. I'm gonna open my heart again. Man, it hurts sometimes when I've done wrong. Some days I'd rather just move on. Maybe then I wouldn't have to cry Maybe then I could protect my pride But who's gonna win? Is that really loving? Oh, I wish I didn't know That the answer is no Nobody would win I could close my eyes and pretend I don't see. I could close my mind and pretend that I'm free. But my soul knows the truth. Life means stepping back in. I'm gonna open my heart. I could close my eyes and pretend. Let's just take a moment to reflect on the powerful lyrics from the song. Sometimes music can be a powerful conduit for spiritual truth. He says, it hurts sometimes to live this life. Sometimes in our modern spirituality, we want to skip over that part. We just want to be happy, happy, happy all the time. And while it's good to, you know, make that our, maybe our goal, ultimately, we have to accept that sometimes we are feeling pain. It's what we do with that. Some days I'd rather run and hide. Anybody but me? 
ever feel that way? <laughs> Maybe then the pain would hide as well. Maybe then I could protect myself. But who's going to win? Is that really living? I wish I didn't know the answer is no. Nobody would win. Because I could close my eyes and pretend I don't see. I could close my mind and pretend that I'm free. But my soul knows the truth. Life means stepping back in. I'm going to open my heart again. And he says, man, it hurts sometimes when I've done wrong. Some days I'd rather just move on. Maybe then I wouldn't have to cry. Maybe then I could protect my pride. But who's going to win? Is that really loving? I wish I didn't know. The answer is no. Nobody would win. Because I could close my eyes and pretend I don't see. I could close my mind and pretend that I'm free. But my soul knows the truth. Life means stepping back in. I'm going to open my heart again. And we always do, eventually. Sooner or later, we open our hearts one more time. Because that is part of living and being human. I love how Brother David Stendhal Rast speaks of the heart. That it is not a static symbol. It is dynamic and alive. The heart is the center of our being where intellect and will and feelings mind and body, past and present, come together. He goes on to say that when we reach our innermost heart, we reach a realm where we are not only intimately at home with ourselves, but intimately united with others. The heart is not a lonely place. It is the realm where solitude and togetherness coincide. And finally, the heart is our meeting place with God in prayer. Prayer, in turn, is the very heart of religion. Of course, he's using the word religion in its original context, not the way we have redefined it more as dogma. The original context means to reconnect or that which reconnects us. Prayer is the very heart of what reconnects us to our source. Children know this inherently. There's no separation between the intellect, the will, and the feelings in a young child. He tends to be present with whatever is happening in any given moment. He's content to play either by himself or with others. There's no sense of I'm lonely. He senses his own greatness, his own possibilities, and lives his own adventures. 
Last month, we talked about the importance of being like a child, fresh and curious and open to learning new things. From the book of Mark, we read, truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And from Matthew, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name welcomes me. And yet in these challenging times, it becomes difficult even for children to remain innocent and naive for very long. There's a short reading from the Science of Mind magazine that I'd actually like to share with you today. Many of us have children in our lives. And even those that we pass in the market or in society, we would benefit, I think, from these words. It begins with a quote from Coretta Scott King. She says, the failure to invest in youth reflects a lack of compassion and a colossal failure of common sense. And then in the reading, there was a passage that followed from Ernest Holmes from his book, The Voice Celestial. Each child is born immaculate on earth, nor need await some mystic second birth. See in that child the offspring of your heart, and like your own, let him be counterpart, for love grows rich the more it is expressed. Nothing like a child to show us how to be open-hearted and how to express ourselves freely. Whether it's happy or whether it's not, we always know where that child is. So finally, the article was written by Reverend Christian Sorensen. And he said, children arrive with infinite possibilities. It's not our responsibility to limit them, but rather to fuel them with empowering love. It's not our place to tell them what is possible and what is not. They will discover on their own what they can and cannot do. Help them stay open to the mysteries of the universe that seek to express through them. Do not limit their perspectives with your boundaries. That made me think twice. They are still in touch with the boundless. Love children enough to encourage them to go beyond what you know. Encourage their courage to explore new frontiers. Do not scold them for their shortfalls. Be there to help dust them off and point them toward their dream once again, rather than heading back to the comfort and confines of their previous margins of know-how. Guide without control. Help without worry. Look for the child's heart in all things, and you will know how to be what they need to reach the stars.
Lately I've been thinking about what motivates me To give a couple dollars to a stranger on the street To hold the door, carry groceries, help a neighbor in need History repeats itself in headlines every day Solutions never big enough for problems that we face As a man, as a dad, what difference can I make? Cause I know better than to think I'll be remembered For a favor, or a quarter, or a smile Oh, but maybe before I return to sender I can do one thing worthwhile So I'm gonna try I'm gonna try To raise a kind child Sure would help if my boy went and got an MBA And took care of his artist mom and dad in their old age But let's face it, Wall Street probably isn't in his DNA But when his first grade teacher said she wanted us to know It's Jude who always comforts any kid who sits alone There's just so much pride my heart can take My retirement can wait Cause I know better than to think I'll be remembered For a fortune or a pension or a prize Oh, but maybe before I return to sender I'll have done one thing worthwhile So I'm gonna try I'm gonna try To raise a kind child I don't want him to think The world is his to save Too much pressure anyway Can't be done I don't want him to think He has to be a saint Cause the truth is saints don't have any fun Mostly I just hope my boy will come to understand No 401k or GPA can make a happy man It's having roots, doing good Helping out where you can So put down roots, do some good, take somebody's hand. And you'll know better than most what really matters. What makes living this life worthwhile? And there may come a day your own kids will remember. How their granddad used to say with a smile that he raised. We raised a kind child.
Buddhist mantra, Om Mani Padme Hum, has been translated, Divine Spirit is the jewel within the lotus of the heart. When we contemplate Rabbi Jesus' phrase, the Father within, many of us locate that spark of divinity as being in our heart. Thus, our heart serves as our physical, emotional, and spiritual center. We are born into this world as children with hearts wide open. Full of wonder, curiosity, and awe, we cannot help but shine forth that divine light, that sparkling jewel. We participate fully in the great mystery, one with all we encounter, completely inhabiting the kingdom of heaven. Inevitably, this innocent vulnerability allows us to be hurt, and we learn to shield our heart for protection. We are taught to live in the real world, to leave behind the paradise we imagined, and participate in a world of separateness, separate from others, separate from nature, separate from God and our heart closes. But our heart cannot remain closed. The spirit within will not remain trapped. When we experience a broken heart, it is really only God opening out a way whence the imprisoned splendor may escape. Our heart will open with or without our permission. The appropriate response to a heart broken open is to keep it open. Holding our heart open makes us vulnerable and it allows us to receive love, gratitude, and compassion from others. It allows us to share in the divine gifts that God has given us. It lets us recognize that the same spirit that dwells within us shines through the eyes of everyone else. There is no separation. We are one with each other, one with Mother Earth, one with all of creation, and one with God. The jewel in our heart sparkles with the same light as all others in the global web of consciousness.
we gently emerge from the sacred silence, we return our awareness to this time and this place. Grateful for the courage to hold our hearts open. Grateful for the support of our spiritual family. Grateful for the divine light of spirit that shines forth from deep within our open heart. Thank you, God, for everything and everyone. I invite you to know with me that spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. We keep our hearts fully opened and receptive to divine inspiration as Reverend Diana continues her message this morning, knowing that we are empowered to live always with an open heart. I'd like to think about what if we approached all people the way Reverend Christian suggested we approach children? What if it's not just about approaching children that way? It is not our responsibility to limit other people, but rather to fuel them with our empowering love. It's not our place to tell them what is possible and what is not, no matter how old they are. All people discover for themselves what is possible for them and what is not possible, what they can do and what they can't. What if we didn't limit another's perspective by our own boundaries, by our own ideas of what is? What if we loved all people enough to encourage them to go beyond what I know, what you know? I know these things are true. What if I loved another to not limit them with my knowing? Because my knowing is really just my belief. It's just my opinion. Everyone has opinions and they're all equal. What if we encouraged all people to have the courage to explore new frontiers? Our partners, our neighbors, our best friends. What if we don't scold people for their shortfalls, but we help to dust them off and point them in the direction of their dreams once again? Rather than encouraging them to head back to the comfort and confines of their present margins of know-how, their present understanding. What if we set out to guide where appropriate without control, to help out without worrying? What if we approached everyone that way? 
the Dalai Lama shared an exercise that I'd like to offer as homework this week. By practicing, you'll notice your heart opening. You'll become more loving and compassionate and joyful. You won't be able to help it. It will support your journey toward remaining full-hearted and strong-hearted and open-hearted and clear-hearted, which will lead you in the direction of appreciation, gratitude, thankfulness. So he invites us to spend five minutes at the beginning of each day remembering that we all want the same thing, to be happy, to be loved, and to feel connected. Maybe extending that to the people that are most difficult in your life. We all want the same thing. Then spend five minutes cherishing yourself and others. Let go of judgments of yourself and others. Breathe in the cherishing of yourself and breathe out the cherishing of others. During the day, extend that attitude to everyone you meet. Can you imagine everyone who crosses your path, I cherish you, I honor you. We're all on the same path. We're all doing the same things. We're trying to be happy. We're trying to be peaceful. We're trying to have our needs met. And stay in the practice no matter what. No matter what happens in your day. I cherish you. I cherish me. I cherish our common experience of humanity. So let's join our hearts in prayer today to anchor what we know to be true. And hold these words as true for yourself if they feel true to you. There is one all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present source. And I call this one God, the one being the whole of creation and all that is forever becoming is forever expressing itself as all that is. That's all there is. Infinite intelligence expressing and experiencing itself as everything. So I know that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of the divine. There's no question in my mind. All that is living, all that we would call non-living, all of its spirit. And so I know that as I am a perfect expression, here to walk as the hands and feet and heart and voice of God, so are each of you. So are all beings 
And so I cherish and I honor myself as I cherish and honor every being. In this holy moment, I consciously choose to step into an attitude of open-heartedness. Love is my decision. I live and I love from compassion, from generosity, kindness and curiosity and wonder. As I ground myself firmly in these qualities of spirit, I pray our vision of a love-soaked world into being. We join our hearts as we envision a world that is peaceful, abundant, beautiful, and free. Hmm, see that with me now. What does that look like? Where all beings practice loving kindness and treat our planet with the love and respect that it deserves. We envision a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety and comfort of home, where all beings have medical care and education and creative expression, right livelihood, and a sense of deep belonging. A world in which every being is valued for its inherent goodness and light. Where the peace that we cultivate within ourselves shows up in our world. We feel and know a world without greed. Where there is abundance in simply having enough. Where every being is a precious creation of God is deserving of all the blessings that life has to offer. And every being receives those blessings willingly and gratefully. With humanity serving as the vessels through which God's blessings continue to flow, there's just no reason that we cannot have such a world. And so we know that it is being born right here and right now as we speak our powerful word. I'm so grateful to have this community, people of like minds and hearts to share the journey called life. I'm grateful for the constancy of the loving and lawful presence by whatever name we call it. It is by this constancy that I build my faith. I give thanks for the many, many blessings of this and every day. May all beings know the endless flow of blessing. And so by this act of prayer, we live an open-hearted life, trusting that our needs are always met, practicing gratitude rather than complaint, sharing what we have with others, and practicing forgiveness as we seek wonder in our day-to-day -day life. Knowing the power of my prayer is mighty, I release my word to the one source with absolute faith in its corresponding action. As I speak, it is done. I see it, I feel it, I know it, and I call it done. And so we affirm this together by saying, and so it is. 
Amen. If this is my last song, if this is my final day, if tomorrow I'll be gone, what do I want to say? If this is my last song, if it's my time to go, when my body's moved on, what will I have to show? No, not fortune or fame, they scatter to the wind. Things that make a name just a matter in the end. But is the world a little more peaceful? Oceans and sky a little more blue? Is humankind a little bit wiser about the good that we can do? Does the sun shine a little bit brighter Where before there was only rain If so, then I'm glad I came If these are my last words For all of the earth to hear If all that I have ever been is about to disappear If these are my last words There's nothing that I need to say I have only tried to serve It's never been about talking anyway So much hurt there is to hear It's hard to understand all I can hope to feel is that I am doing what I can. Is the world a little more peaceful? Oceans and sky a little more blue? Is humankind a little bit wiser about the good that we can do? Does the sun shine a little bit brighter Where before there was only rain If so, then I'm glad I came Have I given hope to the hopeless? Has a hungry soul been fed? Has a child stood a little bit tall? of something that I said Have I left a little kindness Have I eased a little pain If so then I'm glad I came For that I'm so glad This is my last song What do I leave behind? 
what the tears are from with music today i don't know <laughs> so i invite you to affirm with me that there is power in community in our prayer and in our vision there's there's power we're writing a new story for humanity. We're writing a new story for humanity. And for our world. And for our world. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. And so it is. I know sometimes it can feel like it's oh so big, but you have to know that everything we do leaves a lasting imprint. So I invite you to make sure it's the imprint that you want to leave. <laughs> So it's time for our celebration and our gratitude. We're gonna transition today with a short video and we're gonna take a look at uh, local folks that are doing good in our world. We like during Teze to do a good news segment because there's so much other news to see. This is a, a local no-kill animal shelter um, called Tales of Rescue. <laughs> And they are taking in animals often from death row at the Humane Society is where they get most of their animals. And then they rehome them. They do not kill any animals. They pull as many as they can. And then they take in uh, ailing animals as well. So we're gonna be giving um, whatever shows up in the lunchtime basket for the next couple of months, we're gonna be sending to Tales of Rescue. So I just wanted, to show you a little bit of clip. This is about what I could find on Facebook about them. Thank you. 
Yes, they are on 501c3 legally, and they run completely on volunteers. So just honor them for the work that they're doing. Each Sunday, we invite you to join in celebration of the work that we're doing in the world, if you choose to, by sharing of your financial good. Um, if you're at home, you can use mysticheart.org. Uh, we have a donate button. You can find our mailing address. And we also have a gracious giving program if you'd like to sign up to do uh, give a monthly contribution on a regular basis. So as we move into this time of giving, I invite you to take a look at the words of our affirmation and know that this comes from our hearts. And if you would speak this with me, letting the words resonate from your heart and know how much we appreciate your gifts. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I bless this gift, sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. So as we do that, uh, enjoy Gary Lynn Floyd. You will recognize this song.
song. Can't remember where I've heard it before. <laughs> Taking a deep breath and just feeling the gratitude, the energy, and the love. Thank you to each and everyone here for the love, for the joy, for your presence, and for your gifts no matter what form they take. And thank you, God, for the day, for the beauty, and the peace that's in my heart right now. And I pass it on to Reverend Diana. With an open heart filled with love, I just welcome these gifts. And I know that they grow and prosper and do return back out into our community. And so I just say thank you for each and every one present today and all of the love and the various gifts that are shared. We're grounded in that deep gratitude. We simply release this prayer. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Hands at my sides. Tuesdays, three to five. When I'm trying to learn how to do my hands, and I had them in my pockets again. (laughs) Michael Bordeaux's book club. All are welcome. Tuesdays, three to five. All are welcome to attend our final movie for a movie day for the Church of the Wild. We will be watching My Octopus Teacher on Tuesday, March the 1st. A new book beginning March the 8th, Made for Goodness by Desmond and Mfo Tutu. Contact Michael on our website for more information. Connections, Book Club and Meditation Circle. Please join Reverend Diana in this journey through Heart-Minded, How to Hold Yourself and Others in Love by renowned author and teacher, Sarah Blondin, beginning Thursday, February the 24th, 12 to two. Again, flyers are available if you're interested. Thursdays, three to 5 p.m., Metaphysical Bible, led by prayer practitioner, Chris Johnson. No knowledge of the Bible is necessary drop-ins are welcome and he knows his stuff the kingdom of heaven okay a virtual field trip in person or on zoom that was just good timing join prayer practitioner chris johnson on saturday march the 5th 10 till 2 for a mystical exploration of the biblical phrase, the kingdom of heaven, BYOB, bring your own Bible, lunch will be provided. 
suggested donation, $20. All donations are welcome. No one will be turned away. Mark your calendars now. Spring tea party and Easter basket raffle. That sound like fun. April the 9th from 1 to 3 p.m. Contact Ellie for more information. And I know some of the baskets are going to be coming out. Get some good stuff. Reduce your carbon footprint parking lot sale Saturday, March, May 21st from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Drop off your donations at the gathering place on Friday afternoon, May the 20th. Mystic Heart will be open from 2 to 5.30 to take, take your donations. On the Friday before, okay. I just question because I'd heard you have to bring them that day. Please contact Chris Fortier to con contribute goods to help with the sale or for more information. If you'd like prayer support, we have prayer request cards and envelopes back on the uh, fireplace. Or if you'd like to have a quick prayer today, I'm available. If you fill out a card, one of us will pray. Pray, just dump it in the basket up here. If you drop it lovingly, in the basket. <laughs> put it in the basket, and it will be picked up lovingly. Right on. <laughs> and again, if you need to have a prayer today in person, I'm available. If you'd like to have a a longer meeting with one of the practitioners. Our information is listed on the back of your program or on our wonderful website, mysticheart.org. To continue the celebration, there is food and fellowship next door immediately following the service. So let's stand and sing our closing song. Thank you. Yes, I think either I left it out or something, but. Tuesday, we also have a new activity starting for um, parents or grandparents of young children. We have a music in motion hour on Tuesdays from 11 to 12, where they're going to learn little kid music theory, mindfulness um, through stories and some yoga. So if you know anybody with little kids that is available on Tuesdays, we'll be. All right. And no dogs were injured from playing on AstroTurf. I don't want no. to <laughs>